1: And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Thursday here at Rosie's for Boys State Basketball. And we head up to the other spot for the other tournament, Big Ten tournament in Chicago, his hometown, Pride of Chicago, with Vison Sports Network. It's Danny Burke at Danny Burke 5. Uh, Daddy, it's been, I don't know, a month since we've talked. How fat are your pockets? Good to spend time with you.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you this much. Uh, going from the fan bet perspective, meaning being at the Nebraska game last night, the pockets got a little bit thinner. And uh, <laughs> being in Vegas and hitting the table certainly thinned out the pockets as well. So we're hoping we can turn things around the remainder of these conference tournaments.
1: Daddy, take us through uh, your take on Big Red Basketball. We've spent a lot of this show reminiscing, and I, I liken it to kind of, well, uh, the celebration of life, or are you in the grips of mourning, right? There's there's two ways to go about this. Uh, when you uh, look at the obituary of 2022-2023 for Nebraska basketball, uh, remember the, the 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 sweet times because there were many, specifically February or what the hell was that with Minnesota? Last impression or more of the journey? Uh, last night was not a total shocker. Minnesota has been a tough matchup for Nebraska all season long. Nebraska was down uh, a big, and Nebraska just didn't play February Nebraska basketball, and uh, the result was somewhat predictable. They just couldn't couldn't get it done. It's almost like they were. They were just out of gas, and I know they, they didn't give that type of effort, but, man, they just made some, well, some plays that they usually weren't making in February, some decisions.
0: Yeah, it, you know, I mean, being there firsthand, it's kind of hard not to have that game. It's a lasting impression, but, I mean, you're right, Smith. You, you look back and you know that there had been some very fun, enjoyable moments with this team, but, You know, if you're looking back on this season and and you kind of have that thought process, I'd say that's the whole issue with this Nebraska basketball program to begin with. I mean, is that what you want to settle for? Do you want to settle for going, yeah, you know what, there were some fun times in February. Or do you want to go with, no, we're playing into March and we are playing competitive games into March. So if if you want to reminisce and be as fun as it was, happy-go-lucky, so be it. But again, that is the premise of the issue with Nebraska ball in this day and age they have not had a successful season in quite some time they haven't made the tournament since what 2013 like it's honestly embarrassing at this point especially with how long Hoyberg has been here and this year yes you saw incremental improvements but you can't then just lose to Minnesota in that game, a team that is metrically, statistically, record-wise the worst in the Big Ten, and you shot yourselves in the foot numerous times in that game. There were no defensive adjustments till very, very late in that game, and that falls on Hoiberg, too. They weren't closing out whatsoever. They were collapsing too hard when they were closing into the lane, and then they got exposed, and they let that guy battle hit like or threes at the most crucial times. And then you had two opportunities to take the lead, and you get two offensive foul calls, and then you have the foul on the three-point shot. And, look, you could go back and forth and clamor whether or not that was a foul. The issue was, why are you even that close to where it could be called in the first place? The guy scrambling with two seconds left in the shot clock, taking a very tough shot from deep. All you have to do is put your hand up. You shouldn't be leaving your feet in that instance. And, again, shouldn't even be close to where it could maybe be called. So there are so many times where they just screw themselves. And then again, with Greasel going down and turning the ball over, trying to do too much, I don't know what's going on with this team. But, look, yes, there were fun moments, sure. But at the end of the day, if that's what you're settling for, the Nebraska fan, that or therein lies the issue. And people need to be held accountable. Let's hope they get some guys to return. But it's just embarrassing losing to Minnesota and being disappointing in this stage year after year after year, isn't it?
1: It is, Danny, and that's where I was going to go. There seemed to be a big flip among some Husker basketball fans. Some are still firmly behind Fred, but after last night, it kind of felt like one of those ones that you almost saw coming. I mean, we've been talking about it for about a week, a week and a half now. Of When is this magic going to run out? And I want to know where you are on the Fred Hoiber experience. You got to watch him with the Bulls for a couple years. Now you get to watch him with Nebraska. Where are you at? You think uh, you're excited for what's to come next year, or you think it's just inevitable that at some point Fred's going to be out? Well,
0: realistically and inevitably, I'm sure he will be out at some point. But, I guess you know, you give him next year. Next year, you got to make something happen. And if not, then it's, you're out of here. I mean, look, Hoiberg realistically has had, what, the one good year at Iowa State? And then he didn't do anything with the Bulls. All right, he's not an MK guy. Sure, we'll cut him some slack. And then he comes to Nebraska. And then it's not just that you're losing. It's the way you're losing and how poorly you're losing and how a lot of it, is your own team getting in your own way, missing free throw shots, turning the ball over, not capitalizing on opportunities. Those are things that you can fix within. It's not necessarily talent. And, yes, I realize Nebraska is not going to draw as much basketball talent right now. And, yeah, on paper, sure, they can be outmatched. But how are you seeing all these upsets then happen left and right? And how are you seeing some of these programs be at least able to have a successful year at least once every five years? The Brad hasn't had that, and I get it. Brad hasn't been there for that old capacity, but that's why this year, all right, we saw the progress, but again, to lose to Minnesota like that in a time where it really, really matters is what stinks. So, yeah, you keep them around for next year, and next year you've gotta have, you got to make it happen. I mean, you can't be playing in the first round of the Big Ten Conference Tournament, you at least have to be in the second round with a bye, and hopefully with the contention of getting into March Madness. Because if not, then what the heck are we doing for paying the amount of a coach who would be getting a team there? It's just name-brand recognition with them at this point.
1: Daddy Burke with us, Vicent Sports Network, and angry Husker fan with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Love the passion, Daddy. Uh, as you look at conference tournament time, you have Selection Sunday. Let's go to the gambling side of things. Uh, any any conference tournament picks or any intrigue out there for you uh, as we get closer to Selection Sunday?
0: Yeah, so, you know, uh, speaking of the Big Ten, obviously, a team that I liked and took a little piece on, uh, how about Michigan State? I think this team, you know, like every March with Tom Minto, is always up for a good run. And at 6-1, I thought it was a price worth taking. And now you're getting a pretty favorable, uh, pretty favorable draw here for Michigan State. Uh, based on what we just saw happen. So I think that's still a good team to look at. And, look, their odds are certainly going to change now, but then you can kind of look at them from the game-by-game standpoint and see how you can kind of work it from there. But Michigan State's got a pretty nice draw now that you're going to be taking on Ohio State. Rutgers and Purdue, you're going to obviously, well, you're expecting to at least get Purdue, and then I'm assuming it's going to be Michigan State. So at that point, if you were holding one of those tickets, even though you're a couple games out – uh, or a game out from being to the championship, these books will still allow you to cash out and make a profit. So that's kind of what I saw here with Michigan State, thinking that they had a very favorable draw, not assuming they get Ohio State necessarily, but enough to where I could either hedge or get the cash-out option from the book. And, well, they could still easily give a team like Purdue a run for their money. So we'll see how I play it, assuming they get to that point. But that's a team that I look at in terms of the Big Ten Conference um, I didn't really take any other futures for conferences. I'm more just looking at it from a game-by-game basis, guys, and kind of waiting to see what the path for a lot of these teams are going to be come March. Because, look, yeah, you could make some of these bets a couple months out, and, and you'll get a better price and better value. But I'm of the notion, because of how wide open it truly is this year, how much parity there really is, I'm willing to sacrifice a couple dollars in the futures market to get a better understanding of which teams I like and then have more conviction with it in my bet and then play it.
1: Danny Burke with us here, VEASAN Sports Network at Danny Burke 5. Find him wherever you listen to VEASAN Sports Network, the Danny Burke podcast, and find him and follow him on Twitter. Danny, we'll run you down here uh, next time for some NCAA tournament thoughts. Thanks for the time today.
0: Absolutely, fellas. Looking forward to it.